Okay, well, welcome to the first episode of Lost and Found's podcast. This is um, an online space for folks who are going through loss and grief to find encouragement and support for all the shit life throws your way. Uh, we're so excited to have our first guest, Lauren Berkovich. Hello. Hello. Welcome. You can't see because this is a podcast, but I'm smiling really big right now. I'm so excited to As be doing I. this. <laughs> Um, Lauren is a dear friend and colleague and um, overall amazing human being. So thank you for being here. Um, she's also the founder and creator of an amazing blog called Grown Up Party, yes. which I love. <laughs> uh, she's a mom, a wife, a producer, um, mm-hmm. extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. Of course. So today we're going to talk about loss and grief in the context of motherhood, working motherhood, and parenthood in general. Um, But first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about Grown Up Party, the amazing blog that you um, founded and run, and tell us how that got started and what the inspiration was. Oh man, Uh, Grown Up Party, I started a few years ago because I'd always worked in the creative sector. But it actually was born because the first post I wanted to do, I was working at a company with women who do a TV show, kind of a consumer reports TV show. And I was helping them run their blog. And I went to them and was like, guys, I have a great idea for a blog post. It's about how it's really hard to be an adult and wear a backpack like to work because you have to carry your computer and you want to carry your back. Like, but I look like a student when I have a backpack, but I need to carry my laptop. And they looked at me like, the fuck? What? <laughs> like, we're professional women in our 40s. Like, that is not an issue for us. And I realized that I had this space where I was like, oh, I'm professional, but I also feel like super young and kind of this in between my 20s and I don't know, grown up adulthood of my 40s. And, uh, and yeah, I was like, this is a space that I want to fill. And so you became a mom. Almost two years ago. Almost two years ago. Yes. Yeah. I no longer have a baby. I have a toddler. You do? Yeah. But we still call her baby G. Well, I call her baby G for life. Yes, exactly. And tell me a little bit about that experience. I mean, I feel like, um, I don't know personally, haven't had a baby of my own quite yet, but there's a lot that goes into pregnancy and the expectation of becoming a parent and then actually becoming a parent and meeting the expectations or, um, I guess when reality meets what your expectations potentially were. Yeah, I was, I'd say at a point where I was like really ready. I had siblings that had become parents. I knew I always wanted to be a parent. I didn't have any romantic notions of that it was going to be super easy or I think I set my expectations like pretty um, reasonable, humbled. Um, I kind of told myself you know what, I'm ready to not just think about me. I'm ready for Mm. it to be about me and this other human as well as my partner. But I was, I was kind of ready for that. And I have to say as someone that was ready for it, it still hit me like a (laughs) fucking ton of bricks. (laughs) So how the fuck does one get ready for that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to say that like I was, I felt like I was, uh, yeah, pretty present and aware of it and it's still, yeah was like a roller coaster, took me by surprise. Like, I don't think there is really anything anyone can do to fully prepare for it. Agreed, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I, I was, and it's still, yeah, it was insane. 
quite the learning experience. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's any way around it, even if you are like so in tune with the ups and downs and all of it and how much you've read and, and everything, it's still going to be like a complete, um, overhaul of your entire life. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. On so many levels, like for you, I think individually as a person and then you and your partner, Mm -hmm. if you have one in, in the relationship. Yeah. Um, I would imagine there's kind of a rejigging or re-identification that happens. Like oh. being like, I am mother. What does that mean? And yes. I am yes. mother and you are father. And what does that, and we are parents together. So yeah. what does that look like? And what does that mean? Did you have conversations and like negotiations around what that would look like and or did look like? Yeah. I think that I did talk to my partner ahead of time and we kind of talked about our biggest fears. Mm, Great. Great um, As far as, yeah, what about parenthood. And one of my big fears was that my partner is wonderful, but also very needy, I would say, of my attention. Mm. He loves me so much and he really, really adores me and it's so wonderful. But I often would find like, I was worried going into parenthood that I wouldn't be able to give him what Mm. he needs and the child. And yourself. And myself. Exactly. So I, we did talk about that ahead of time. Great. Um, I mean, it still was tough when it actually happened as far as like, carving out because at the beginning especially at the beginning it's like it's not even like time for him and time for me it's like a baby, thousand baby percent yeah, yeah for the baby so um yeah even though we had talked about that that was still hard and I recall you or um your partner who I know and love saying that it was it was tough for him because in the beginning like baby just needs mom truly like you know, needs yeah. to feed and, and you need him to support you yes. in supporting the baby. Yeah. But truly like dad didn't, wasn't that like baby didn't need dad that much. And that was a, a hard thing for him to. Yeah. Not in the same with. way because yeah. I was nursing and that is uh yeah, that, there's no way. Usually uh, need a woman for that, that part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> figure that um, one out, yeah. There's no, yeah. And that's the thing is, uh, there are some realities with parenthood where it's like, even if you had best laid plans for whatever it is, whether it's the birth, whether it's like the, how you take care of the child afterwards and an even split or what all that stuff, like, um, there are simple things that it's like only one person can do usually, you know, often the mother. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you're not as in control of it as you maybe would like to be. Which is tough for both parents, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that was so. That was just so enlightening for me to hear that from a man who was like, I want to be more involved. And like, I'm not because mm-hmm. just by virtue of, um, you know, biological needs, like I, and, it, and he realized how important it was to be there to support you. And yes. that is not to be underestimated or unacknowledged, but just like as far as actually being like involved in the day-to-day for that baby, like baby's like, I need moms right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, something that like we had to tackle and, you know, that I think he has to come to terms with as did I. And that also was a part of the fact, not only was I nursing, but our baby didn't take a bottle and never took a bottle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I think before I had a baby, I just assumed babies take Take bottles and that is not the case. Like sometimes they go like, fuck no, I'm not having that. (laughs) So yeah. So like that was a whole other thing, which was like, we tried, we tried so hard. We tried and it just, uh, it wasn't working. So yeah. And some people breastfeeding is really tough and they can bottle feed. Like, so you just, yeah, you never know know. what that thing is. I mean, I feel like the little people have personalities too. And they're like, they know what's up and what they want, what they don't want. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're little dictators right out the gate. (laughs) Let you know. Yeah. Tit only. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and I'm wondering what you feel like your biggest feeling or source of, of loss has been around motherhood or being a parent. Well, I mean, it's such an interesting question and why I was so excited to come and talk with you about it is like, it's not very talked about. Um, I feel like in the mainstream about the loss around motherhood and you know, it's, it's actually, it's, it changes. Like at the beginning I found it was very, it is very loss of physical independence. Yeah. You know, if you asked me about it and you know, she was only a couple months old, I would have been like, Oh, that my, the, my independence physically, like she would be on me mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. She would be on my boob for seven hours. She would be sleeping with me. She would be, you know, it would be very much a physical independence that I had lost. Um, which is tough if you, if you're used to being able to go and do whatever you like. And because my baby only exclusively breastfed because she wouldn't take a bottle, yeah. I couldn't even be away for her for more for than, than an hour and yeah, a half, two hours. Hard. Like yeah. that is a can be a very all-consuming thing and different than what I was used to. And, but as she's gotten older and as, and I'm sure this will continue to evolve. Like that's one of the interesting things about parenthood is like, it's not like one loss or what, you know, it's, it's always changing. Um, it's become much more of a loss of mental independence. Mm. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it lately. Like I just, I don't, have even time like my mind doesn't wander the way it used to like I used to like walk to work and for an hour just let my mind wander and I would come up with blog posts and like I don't do that anymore and like my brain is so consumed with trying to keep track of her like my yeah. ba- my child's life yeah, yeah and like everything we're doing like it, do we have food in the house do we are these things clean is she okay with this like and when I'm with her I'm very present but when I even if I'm not with her you know as she's she's more independent physically from me now she can be away from me or whatever but like it's still as a parent I've just realized that my mental independence is just still it's my brain doesn't feel like just mine anymore like I feel like a lot of it is dedicated to her and that is a big change and from those like lose you know loss of physical and or mental independence like yeah there's there's all kinds of loss that come from that as far as like you know myself like it's not just me anymore it's like my whole being is is half her and half me or whatever percentage it is of that and that will be different for every parent but it's uh yeah different things come from that like maybe I don't play soccer anymore maybe I'm not interested in this or maybe I don't feel I have time to this and it's like what my brain can handle or what I can take on at the moment. But, um, I think that the big, like, to me, that's what I've just started to articulate as yeah. the loss from parenthood. Interesting. Um, and I've tried to spend a lot of time cause it's hard to put your finger on sometimes. You're like, I don't feel like myself or this, what do you miss? What do you not be like? It's, yeah. it's, it's complex. And, and then you have to find the time to think yeah. about those yeah. things. And I think yeah. that the physical independence is a lot more clear. The mental independence that I've lost or has been altered is That'd taking me a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot longer to kind of articulate. But then I think that the hard part about why people don't talk about loss with parenthood is it somehow feels like if you talk about the loss and things that you have given up, it's that you're somehow not appreciating what you've gained. Yeah. And, Absolutely. and I think that this is where also parent, the loss of, of motherhood or parenthood maybe differs than other kinds of loss where maybe you're not gaining something. Yeah. So it's easier to talk about loss because it's just like, 
socially recognize that you've lost something and that is a hard thing to go through. Right. But with motherhood or parenthood, you've lost something, but the the social side of it is people only see what you've gained. Yeah. And it's like, I could go on for hours about what I've gained. Like, for sure. Of course. Joy and love and yeah. my child and all those things. And, um, they're so wonderful and they're so plentiful and beautiful. But I think that this is so important because just because you've gained something doesn't mean you shouldn't acknowledge that there's been a loss. Yeah, that and I think been that can be really um, damaging because I think mm-hmm. again, totally dependent on your situation, personality, you know, kids' personality, relationship, whether you're in relationship when you have children or not, the loss can be quite grave. And yeah. if you feel like you don't have um, a justification or reason to discuss it or a platform or like acceptable audience Mm -hmm. that will, you know, indulge in that conversation with you you or judge you, then you're just probably thinking I'm fucked up. Like, and I feel like I, again, don't have children, but many of my friends do. And as moms, it's like you're constantly running up against this wall of like, am I a fucking shitty mom? Yeah. Because I'm, I love my kid, but I kind of want to murder her right now. Yeah. And I'm having a really rough time where I feel like, you know, like, yeah, I have come to the realization that I don't have the same mental freedom or space Mm -hmm. or capacity for me and my own stuff as I used to have. And that fucking sucks, but no one wants to have a conversation with me or I'm not allowed to have that conversation. I'm just supposed to be like, she's, she's the best thing that's ever exactly or people feel like they feel lost like like oh mom's like I've lost myself or this and and again because we're not being open with the conversation it's like have you lost yourself Mm -hmm. or are you just having like you don't have as much mental freedom to to focus on you you know like and I think if we were more open about discussing it and what is hard about the loss and Mm -hmm. what is really and, going on and, and what it is and what it is yeah. and maybe time frames like maybe you've lost it for maybe it's just the first couple of years and then you get it back like seeing it in the context of like of a dynamic always changing thing and not a forever thing like if we had that conversation more I think it would be so much healthier for parents and mothers to yeah to feel more yeah accepted by those feelings that they're having because I guarantee you Every parent is thinking them at some point. At some point, I think. And if you're not, oh, you're probably yeah. really shutting yourself off from Yeah, that, exactly. That like, how could you not think about it? Like, yeah. there's this, like, think about how hard, like, yeah, you've spent your whole life just taking care of you. And now, like, this other person has come in. And it's not like a partner. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, an equal. It's like someone <laughs> that is completely dependent on you. I so, like, always joke with my friends. I'm like, can't your child take care of itself? Yeah. Yet? Like, we're not like, there yet? It's yeah. been, like, five years. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And then another part about it, which is why I'm so happy you give space to it, because I do think it's so important for parents. But another part that really kind of irks me about not having the conversation about it is either there's the conversation isn't happening at all or social convention says that you should just come get back to the way you were. Mm, And that's like, I think a lot of people, when they think about that, they think they mean, I mean like physically. And that's not what I, I mean, I guess, yeah, superstars feel that like, (laughs) Oh, you bounced back so quick or like, wow, look at her body after six weeks. I'm like, I don't really think about that stuff, but there's this kind of like, it's not just physically. I mean like socially and work, like it's like, wow, you got back, you bounced back so quickly. Right. And I really take, um, um, issue with that. Yeah. Now that I've been in it for parenthood for two years, cause I'm like, 
that is sending the wrong message. And I told myself those things. Of course, yeah. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to bounce back. And like, I even remember saying to a business partner, like I'll have a baby for the first couple, you know, for the, after the first couple of months, I mean, I'll still have a baby, but my brain's going to work still. And now I've realized like that actually wasn't true. Like my brain yeah. isn't working in the same, in the same way. way. Like I don't yeah. have, I thought it would just be the physical. I wasn't expecting mm. the mental and, um, I just, I told myself I could bounce back and society told me I could bounce back. And I feel like we have this image and I I do, and it's been so enlightening again to be close friends with people like you who have real and honest conversations about this. But like, you know, as a, and I really want to talk about the the notion of the working mom as well, Mm because I think that's super detrimental or can be, but this notion that like, yeah, it's a physical thing. Like, so the baby will just be on my hip, but I'll still be doing all the same shit. I'll be typing the emails and I'll be like in the meeting or on the phone call. I'll just have this baby on my hip. But like when she's napping, I can get all the shit done. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. I mean, in the whole, like I say, the first six months, like the baby's not going to even nap in the crib most likely. Like it's going to nap on you. So all that stuff is mute anyways. But I think it is like, I think a general societal thing, whether you have kids or not, about like starting to acknowledge the mental space we give to like running households, mm. keeping track of everything, mm-hmm. keeping track of social things, like all those things which are not... Exhausting. Yeah, which they Truly. are exhausting. And they yeah. are like very important and... Um, yeah, no, no baby's just like sitting on your hip as you like do things. That's like so not, not true at all. But I put that pressure on myself to bounce back and I feel like other people, they go, you know, they, they praise it. They're like, wow, you did. And you bounce back and all this. And to me, it's like, that sets people up for failure because at the end of the day, part of that loss you're mourning and what you gain, it's like, I am a fully changed person since yeah. becoming a parent. I would hope. Yeah, right? I like am. Yeah. I don't, I can't articulate how exactly. Yeah. Like I think good friends and people that know me are like, no, well, you're the same. And I think I am the same. But also different. But I'm also totally different. Yeah. Like right. my whole, I've like have been like, it's as if you've been like blown up and put back together piece by piece. Mm. Like it's just it's an amazing analogy. Yeah. Like I think of it like when Willy Wonka, like the person gets like zapped through the TV, you know, at the end, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and he's like, gets put into a million pieces and puts back right. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I imagine where I'm like, I get, you get just fully destroyed and fully put back together. And like, yeah, of course I'm totally the same person, but I'm also changed that's the thing the dichotomy of parenthood in general you're like you lose so much but you gain so much yeah you're the same but you're completely different this is so fascinating to me because I actually don't view that any differently from any other loss like I would yeah. feel like I feel like that is such an apt description of like dealing with the loss of my mom like a death yeah. or even dealing with like physical injury after a car accident like you are physically sometimes yeah. completely in shambles and then hopefully you like all these pieces come back together and I also really wanted to touch on this beautiful um, dichotomy you're talking about of loss and gain. And we can identify more the gain side with parenthood and more mm-hmm. the loss side when it comes to things like death or divorce or whatever. But you know, I, it's my belief system that there's gain and loss in fucking yeah. everything. So my personal experience is yes, of course the death of my mom and that whole experience was harrowing and did shatter me into a million pieces, but I, I had to put myself back together again and exactly the same. I'm the mm-hmm. same, but I'm also extremely different. And I think for the better. Yes. And I think yeah. that's the part that is lacking in that description of like, oh, you bounced back, which is like socially, I think that the description should be, oh, you had a child and now you are a changed and stronger and better person. Yeah. Ideally. (laughs) But like you, you acknowledging not only the change, but that like 
you are now a powerful human for what you are doing, which is trying, is keeping a human alive. Right. Like, and I think that that we're not acknowledging the gain, but we're also not acknowledging that someone had, yeah, that they, they've grown. They're not the same. They don't go back to being the same. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, it's interesting how almost underestimated it is that like you literally brought a life into this world. I feel like part of that has been like, (laughs) your mom, great. You like fulfilled that life goal check now back to work kind of. And it's like, I I literally am like, I brought a human into this. This is a very big deal. Yeah. Or like, or to me, I also find it, especially, you know, moms in the workplace where it's like, some people are conventionally, they'll be like, oh, maybe you're a liability. You're like, you're going to miss more work. And I'm like, oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Like the capacity I have for getting shit done has like multiplied by a billion. Yeah. Like I can, yeah, I can literally, I could probably do the same amount of work like someone could do in 10 hours in two hours now. Like I am so much more efficient. I know what I want. Like I am, I am a higher functioning human being now and not that that's the same for everyone but I think it's like yeah we 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 don't see it as this like asset that that people a learn a life experience that is learned from and benefited from instead it's like oh you brought a human in and now like okay like you're just back to normal right instead of seeing it as like well you went through this big thing giving birth keeping the human alive making sure they're fed slept all that stuff and like the things you have gained from that will make you 10 times, 10 times more stronger in whatever role that is, you know, like, and not that it's like making, it's not like once you become a parent, you're like a better human by any means, not that, but, um, we just, yeah, we're not acknowledging that it can do those things that it can make you, um, yeah, that you can gain lots of different things, not just like a mini version of you, but that it can impact you in all those all those ways. Some really good and some probably bad, like less sleep and you're maybe more tired, but yeah. But you also know how to function on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like there's going to be the other side to everything. Um, yeah. And we've alluded to this a little bit, but I'm just wondering if you can touch more directly on like, um, on the experiences of being a working mom, because I think there's a lot of specific loss and grief in that context. Part of it being that pressure that you've spoken about, about like bouncing back and the terminology that we use, like that you just need to go back to, you know, the way things were before, which again, I think is completely analogous to, um, other losses like death. Like, Mm -hmm. oh great, you're back. Like you're done grieving now. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was a big deal, but like you're back and it's like, and it is that same, like, okay, bounce back. But Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what does it, what does life look like moving forward? Because you're not the same and in a in a way when you have particular losses, I think you kind of, you've birthed something and you're holding that. Like Mm -hmm. there's like part of, again, I don't know, but you'll tell me, but with parenthood, it's like, okay, so I birthed the baby, but I've also birthed like this whole other Mm -hmm. part of me or identity or, um, that loss maybe is something that you feel like you carry around with you as well, you know, and moving through my, again, my experience in talking to my close friends who are working mothers is, there's a shitload of grief. You feel grief when you're at home because you're not potentially doing what you feel like you should be doing work-wise. And then yeah. if you are at work, have like a physical location of work and you're at work or mentally at work, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not taking, I'm not being a good mom. I'm not taking care of my kid. And I think that that's true for men too, but 
but it's particular, dif- particularly different and significant for women because we're expected to be primary caretakers in this society. Yes. So that makes it really challenging, I think. But we're also now in this like age of feminist revolution where we're all supposed to like, you know, have our shit on lock and be CEOs and lean the fuck in. And mm-hmm. it's just, as I always joke, no, I leaned out. Like I was a lawyer and I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see myself being able to be uh, a good lawyer and a good mom. Those things seemed mutually exclusive to me. And I think the choice would have been good lawyer. You would have gotten fired. So like kind of okay, mom and good lawyer. And that wasn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that can be really hard. How do you quote unquote balance? What the hell does that look like? What mm-hmm. is it? Does it exist? Some people, women are now just saying like work-life balance is bullshit. It doesn't exist. It's like just managing both yeah, to the best you a can. A lose-lose situation. Um, you know, I have, I, it's funny. Like I feel like I can't even speak on it because I'm like, I so don't have it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not an authority on this issue at all. But who but, is? Really? Yeah, who is? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say I feel passionate about this. Which is, I would like to dispel the myth of asking very successful people, like, oh my god, how do you do it all? Because it's not a fucking mystery. I'll tell you how they do it all. Maybe. It's called caregivers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, it's not a myth. And we, the, the more we, like, ask that question to people, whether it's men or women, mm-hmm. it's like, the more it's devaluing caregivers right. because it's not a magical thing. Like I'll tell you, if someone is off doing something successful in work, whatever career, someone Just else is with the kid. Yeah. And that could be their partner, a grandparent, yeah. a nanny, yeah. a daycare. Like it could someone be else, anyone, though. but someone else is. And to me, it's like, that is the key to getting that balance. And I have the freedom where I work kind of contracts and I've had caregivers. I've been at home. I've been a stay at home mom. I've d- worked contracts. Like I, I have, I kind of had it all. She's in daycare some days. Like I've done a whole mix and the times that it's not working for me is when I don't feel supported because mm. I just don't have care. enough care yeah. to do what I need to do and have my child yeah. looked after. And the times where I'm like, Fucking yeah, I'm killing it. We're humming is when it's like my child is, has a great system of care network set up and I'm able to work and we find that balance. Like, so that sounds like balance to me yeah. too. It's like, and everyone's going to have their own comfort level with how exactly. much they're willing to exactly. have their child in care like across the spectrum of what care looks like, right? Yes. And so, and I've also noticed this too, like a lot of my friends are lucky enough to have parents in the picture who yeah. help them a lot. That's and, huge. And that's been an interesting piece for me because I have no parents Yeah, no, to, we don't have to any, partake yeah, and not no everyone has that. Town. And that yeah. makes it, I think, particularly challenging. Exactly. Yeah, like exactly. you rely on paid care. Yes, yes. And that is very hard. And to be honest, we kind of work in like, six to eight week chunks of like, okay, we have work for this long and okay, she's in care with this person for this long. And then we have to reassess constantly, which is exhausting. But I think that the conversation when it comes to parenthood and work life balance, it's like, it's almost like we need to stop asking how are people doing it and Mm -hmm. just start having the conversation more of how do we provide care for fa- for people who yeah. don't have families in town that don't get free care. Yeah. Like, how do we make that? I mean, specifically accessible. in Vancouver, it's very difficult. There's not even enough yeah. daycares. Like, yeah, we would like our child lottery. to be in daycare, but right. there's not even lists. There's, like, 
fictitious list that you have to get. Like they didn't even <laughs> exist. Like there was no list. Like and it's that's just like assuming you have the finances exactly. for that kind of thing. And because care. you can't even get your kid in daycare, then you have to try and get a nanny, but that's really expensive. So you can only do it a couple hours a day. So it's this chicken and egg situation yeah. where I can't afford to even take on a contract if I'm not getting paid as much yeah, as so tough. it's very, very difficult. So I think to me, and it's not just for kids it's like caregiving when it comes to the elderly when it comes to the sick like it's just absolutely not not recognized as the huge amount of value it's giving us and i would say unfortunately that those tasks regularly fall on familial women so definitely you know especially when it comes to caregiving again of like uh babies like oftentimes will be a grandma Mm -hmm. Um, or caregiving for the the sick or dying elderly, older parents. In my experience, a lot of the time, I was part of this support group of adult children with parents with MS, Mm -hmm. all women. Yeah. And some of them had male siblings in the picture and they just kind of fucked off. Props to all the men out there who are caregivers and are helping out because of course there are, but for the most part, unfortunately, that, that burden lays and I think society puts that, makes that the standard stereotype that like we will take care for free. Yes. You know, when I did that, I was a caregiver for half my life and worked full time. Yeah. So it's a, it's a complete, yeah, I think it's a systemic, like, you know, we have to start valuing yeah. caregiving Yeah. if we're going to have the conversation about like women, mothers mm. being able to do both and having that. It, it And even for stay at home moms, I'm like, yeah, you need to be recognized for I what you are doing. Say, you know, when like we talk about, Oh my God, she's so successful. How does she do it? It's like, we're not saying that about the moms who are at home dedicating their lives exactly. to having kick ass kids. Cause let's yeah. face it. We don't need any more assholes in the world. Like if you're not up to the challenge of like really being involved, I think as a parent, and there's obviously spectrums of involvement and what that means and looks like for people. But if you know, if you're happy to just kind of totally hand your kid off to a nanny, like is that, and we, that happens with some people because that's the nature of their job. They need to do that so that they can Mm. do what it is they do. And I'm sure they're, you know, adding purpose and and benefiting the world, but Mm. that is, is different and not everyone's okay with doing that. So if you are dedicating your life to raising kids, that is work first of all oh I think it's much harder than 99% of jobs yeah it's very very difficult it's completely selfless and thankless yeah it's very (laughs) and it's really hard like it's really hard work like and it's again it's not valued and not everyone can do it like you might think like well not everyone can be a brain surgeon it's like true but it's it's almost like equal like not everyone can be a caregiver because they're just not very good at it. Like it takes a very particular kind of person to be able to do that, to like be at home with three kids. Holy shit. Like I do not know a lot of people that would do that and do it well and dedicate their life to that. And that is a special thing and it it needs to be valued for the like direct benefit it has on society for raising three very wonderful, competent people. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's a much bigger question question yeah. and again it's a question for everyone it's not just a female question a female question yeah, that's a yeah. very good point yeah and also shout out to those you know again just thinking back to those mo- moms my mom was a single mom and like the older i get the more i'm like how did we not end yeah. up homeless and how did she not murder me I have yeah no idea. yeah but shout out to those moms who had the extra capacity because i know i had a bunch of like pseudo moms because my mom was self-employed single mom so i hung out with so many other kids parents on a very regular basis who had the capacity to be like leave Mm -hmm. her with me I Mm -hmm. will help you caretake um which is another thing we don't 
value or recognize sufficiently. No, my mom, again, no family at home to help her raise me. It was paid care or luckily it was a lot of friends, parents who a lot of them were stay at home moms or just had really part-time work. And so it allowed them to have the capacity to help raise not only their children, but other people's children. Yeah. And that's where, yeah, community comes in and, uh, and yeah, I, I'm very like passionate about the caregiving, caregiving, caregivers. It's like, it could be anyone. Yeah. It can be, like, yeah, it just, it just needs to be valued. And we just need to have a bigger conversation. Yeah. And acknowledged, valued Absolutely. and acknowledged. Cause it just feels like this thing where like that isn't talked about enough. Absolutely. Um, I know this is a really challenging question, but I just also know you have so many nuggets of wisdom to share. So for, you know, people who are listening, women, men, future parents, whoever, um, you know, now that they, I, I hopefully, if they haven't experienced it, have have been able to have an, have an opportunity to hear what some of these experiences are out loud. Like, yes, there is loss and grief involved mm-hmm. in motherhood and parenthood, and that is normal and natural and healthy, and it's okay. And it is analogous to a bunch of other losses. So if you're feeling yeah, literally like yeah. there's been a death or a part of you has died as a result yeah. of this, that that is okay. Um, but what would be your advice for people who are maybe struggling with this? Or like you said, you, you've talked to friends or other folks who are like, I feel lost, but you know, what does that, what does that mean? What is your, I don't know. I don't, say? I don't have any nuggets of wisdom you really, have, you have but, um, <laughs> I have a friend who's like just just pregnant. And I was like, I almost wanted to like, I want to say all these things yeah. and prepare her. And I really, I don't know how. And I went to dinner last night with a friend and I felt like I was like laying all this stuff on her. And I was like, wait, I really feel like I need to tell you that I love being a mother. And I think right. that we always like, if we complain or we're like trying to vent about those things, we also like feel this like guilt of like having to say that you love your child, you know, like mm. having to. Which goes with that question. I would hope. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that, I would just say like, it's just okay to feel all the feelings. Yeah. Like you don't need to justify things. Yeah, that's a great you point. also don't need to, like, I don't need to warn friends. Like, I just think yeah. I need to like that, you know, like, less warning them ahead of time and just when they're in the trenches, Support. just be there for yeah, them and absolutely. just say like, there's a place like you can tell me anything and yeah, like you can, judgment yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I really, you don't even have to preface it with like, I love my kid, but you know, like they're just, it's okay. Like you can talk yeah. about anything and, um, and yeah. And then the other thing I just would say to parents, whether they're like, if they're in it right now, it's just at the beginning. I don't know. Like, I would just say like, it's just the perspective of time, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to that loss of like the physical loss at the beginning, maybe the mental loss. You have like a crazy, terrible twos toddler, like maybe I do. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's just, and I don't even have that much perspective of time, but just like it's dynamic and always changing. Yeah. And like, as are you, as are they. Yeah. yeah. And like everything, like their dependence is gonna change on, like people are like, it's just for a couple years of this, but it's like, it doesn't mean it's gonna get better. It just means it's gonna be different. Yeah, and change. And, and you'll change and adapt. Yeah, and, and I'll it. change and adapt, and work will change, and the caregiving situation will change. Like it, it's gonna be an ever evolving, always flowing thing. So yeah, if something isn't working, then like maybe make efforts to change it, but don't get so stuck in time. Yeah. And especially when it comes to women and careers. Um, I remember reading a book recently that that gave me a lot of hope where it said like women don't hit their peak of their careers till age 50. I was like, Oh my God, I have so much time. Yeah. <laughs> like I think sometimes when you're in it and you're like dedicating your life to the child, you're like, Oh, it's been like, I haven't, I took a year off or we're so lucky in Canada. Maybe you take a year off. Most of my friends in the States take three months off and yeah. maybe you can get scared that like, 
it's all moving forward without you and you're missing right. out on something. Yeah. But really at the end of the day, like nothing is changing. Like, so you take off a year. So you take off two years. So you take off a couple years. Like the world will not move on without you. Like mm-hmm. my wonderful mother-in-law, she took 10 years off wow. to raise four children. And then she went back to be a journalist and had her own radio show for 25 years, just ran in the federal election for, you know, a seat in the house. Like she has gone on and had an incredible career before and after children. Mm. And it's a huge inspiration to me that she was able to do that even after taking 10 years off. So I think I have to be easy on myself and give myself the gift of time. And that's what I would tell to other parents, like in the trenches feeling like, like maybe they're giving up their lives for this thing or something that it's like, you just have to go easy on yourself. Know that there's lots of time to get everything done and know that you can do lots with kids. We've done crazy amounts of things. We're like all over the place. Like our kids don't, I I love that too, because you've really shown, um, set an example. I think for me that there isn't one way to do it. You know, like I talked to some friends who are in the midst of uh, potentially getting pregnant and they're like, but like my life will be over and I can't do anything. And I'm like, I have tons of friends who bring their babies to all sorts of shit. Yeah. Like you don't have to be Georgia at home walked alone. The, Georgia was on the red carpet at Tribeca Film Festival. She, she was at the Leo's <laughs> as a young She was at the Leo Awards child. when she yeah. was six years old. Like yeah. you can definitely do it. But I think that comes back to another dichotomy of parenthood, which is life completely changes and is totally not the same. Yet at the same, like at the same time, it can totally be the same. Right. Like right. I had friend. I remember had one friend it. be like, when you have a kid, like nothing changes. You just do everything the same you would. And then I had a kid. I was like, that was such bullshit. Yeah. Why did they say that? But at the same time, I'm like, you could also figure out a way to do whatever you need to do and want to do. Like yeah. there is both. Whatever. T- and I, I think that comes back to what you were saying before about like, just like feel the feels and whatever kind of works for you because yeah. you're not going to, you're going to change as a person, but you're also not going to change as a person. Yeah. So it's really hard. I think to take it, it can be difficult to take advice from other people because you're not them and your kids won't be like them and your yeah. relationship won't be the same one that they had. And so it, you just got to do what's going to work for you in the situation that you're in, but know that if you're having a hard time, that that's fucking normal. And for feeling particular way, whether it's like, I feel absolutely nothing but bliss, like good for you. Awesome. Or if you're like, I feel depressed. Like, yeah, totally let's normal. Explore that, you know, and yeah. just know that it's, it's normal and natural to feel like a range. Yes. And you will feel, you will feel both sides of the spectrum probably like every day. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it will be like the worst and the best all in the span of a day. And especially now with the toddler, she feels those emotions in right, a day. Yeah. Like she will be like, world is shattered. I'll turn the Kindle <laughs> off from her favorite show called Wish and Poof, which is terrible. And she will literally feel like the world is dying. And then the next second I'll like hand her a cookie and she'll be like, this is the best thing that has ever yeah. happened in her entire life. <laughs> so it's like, she's going through those emotions. I'm going through those emotions and it's just, yeah, it's all it's the feelings space for that yeah. for both of you. Yeah. yeah. And it's acknowledging that there are both, that there is loss and there's gain and, um, acknowledging that that's, the way that life works and that's a healthy good thing and yeah. not a, a reflection on that you're not a good parent right yeah beautiful cool awesome i feel Thank like we figured so it out I, we're done now <laughs> our book will be available next year <laughs> i feel like we solved all issues of parenthood <laughs> we'll have a 1-800 line i'll uh, be posting that shortly lauren thank you so much it's been such a pleasure to have you here and again i I, I believe so strongly me. you have tons of nuggets of wisdom to share and that's that's why i wanted to 
to get you on here and uh, and share it with the world. So if, um, for all those who are experiencing loss and grief of all sorts, or if you know someone who would really benefit from this podcast, please, please pass it along. And uh, feel free to check out and or direct people to www.lossandfoundxo.com. Tons of more helpful tips, tools, and resources for folks dealing with loss and grief of all sorts there. So that is the end of the Lost and Found podcast at one with Lauren Berkovich. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back in your eardrums soon. Oh, oh, oh.